This show is sponsored by SFLA. SFLA Architects is committed to innovative thinking. Established in 1982, SFLA strives to design high-performance facilities that will serve the community and environment for decades into the future, all while implementing their core values, people, passion, commitment, integrity, and innovation. To learn more, visit sfla.biz. Hello, and welcome to the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast, brought to you by North Carolina Sustainable Energy Association. I'm your host, Ben Stockdale. Hello, Squeaky Clean listeners. Thanks for joining us on this special episode. For today's episode, I am live at Trenton Elementary in Jones High School, which is a brand new state-of-the-art K-12 school facility that will hold 750 students come the first day of school. This 123,000 square foot building is awesome because it's energy positive, which means that it creates more energy than it uses. By using 66 geothermal well-field heat pumps, dynamic air scrubbers, over 1,000 high-performance LED light fixtures, optimized daylight control and low-E glass, a superior building envelope, and over 100,000 square feet of solar panels, this building is predicted to create well over 50% more energy than it consumes. I toured the school with North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and got to see under the hood of this phenomenal building, which includes a 278 kilowatt rooftop solar installation that will produce over 3,000 kilowatt hours of electrical power each day and can withstand hurricane force winds up to 115 miles per hour with wind gusts of 142 miles per hour. In this episode, we'll be hearing initial remarks from Governor Cooper. Then you'll get to go inside the penthouse where the school's energy infrastructure is managed. After that, we get some more insight from Governor Cooper and Mark Johnson, the NC State Superintendent. Lastly, I get a quick quote from a student in the Energy Wise Club, and I talk to the proud principal of this brand new school. Keep in mind that there are only about 30 public K-12 schools with registered PV solar, which is about 1% of all 2,500 plus public schools in North Carolina. I'm taking you inside the ribbon cutting ceremony and tour of what many are calling the best school in North Carolina. But first, let's start with our policy update. Due to the budget impasse between the leadership at the General Assembly and the governor, activity at the legislature has recently come to a slow grind. But on Tuesday, August 20th, a major piece of legislation that NCSEA has been tracking was calendared for the fourth time, and this time, there was a vote. I'm talking, of course, about Senate Bill 559, Duke's rate hike bill which includes storm securitization, multi-year rate plans, and return on equity banding. Securitization is a financial mechanism that allows the utility to recoup money on uneconomic assets by issuing ratepayer-backed bonds on the open market. But the real issue in this bill is the multi-year rate plans, the same multi-year rate plans that allowed the utility in Virginia to over-earn more than $1 billion from ratepayers. Basically, instead of having Duke come to the Utilities Commission every time they want to raise rates, this would allow them to have one rate case with authorized rate increases for three years into the future. 
On the House floor, Representative Larry Strickland offered an amendment that would turn part two of the bill, multi-array plans, into a study. And this study would also look at things like revenue decoupling and performance-based regulation, which incentivizes the utility for performing well on metrics that could range from energy efficiency to demand-side management to reducing costs for low-income communities. Make no mistake, this is a good amendment because it looks at all options for updating our regulatory model as opposed to cherry picking the options that will benefit shareholders most. The amendment passed 63-61, which was a victory. The bill as amended went on to pass with an overwhelming majority, 112 to 2. With this new study amendment, Senate Bill 559 moved back to the Senate for a concurrence vote, and the Senate voted on Tuesday, August 27th, to not concur with the House version of the bill with a vote of 14 to 31, which means that the bill will head to a conference committee, which is expected to be comprised of bill sponsors and chamber leaders. We'll make sure to keep you updated as things continue to unfold. In other news, the Department of Environmental Quality has released the Draft Clean Energy Plan, which seeks to achieve goals laid out in Governor Cooper's Executive Order 80, including a 40% reduction in greenhouse gases by 2025. Comments are due for the plan on September 9th, and you can learn more about the plan by searching NC Clean Energy Plan online. Along with the Clean Energy Plan, a Clean Energy Workforce Assessment and Zero Emissions Vehicles Plan have also been released, with the ZEV comment period closing on September 9th as well. And lastly, House Bill 330, which would increase the energy reduction goals in state-owned buildings from 30% to 40% by 2025, passed the House but is still sitting in Senate rules. This bill would help avoid nearly $1.1 billion in utility costs between 2018 and 2025, and net North Carolina taxpayers over $250 million in savings. As always, we will keep you updated every step of the way. And if you want to see NCSEA's full weekly policy update, you can become an NCSEA business member by visiting us online at energync.org. Clean energy. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of North Carolina, please join me in welcoming as I present to you the governor of this great state of North Carolina, the Honorable Warren. Now she's a teacher. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to be here with all of you here today. This, this new school is a sign of progress. It's a sign of how to modernize school buildings. And it is a sign of Jones County determination and resilience. This county has been hit hard by hurricanes and floods. Students and families were relocated in different schools. People had to depend on each other. Volunteers came from all over the country to help. But even with all of that, Jones County still builds its first new school building in over 50 years, and it is the best one in the state. 
And it is not just any school. It is a smart building that will generate long-term cost savings and energy efficiency. It is a building that is called energy positive. It will generate more power than the school will use through solar and geothermal. And this is the kind of progress that I want to see with my Executive Order 80, which helps us fight climate change, which we know is making storms more severe. This is the kind of progress that I want to see when we talk about rebuilding stronger and smarter after storms. I'm the energy manager with First Floor. I hope everybody can hear me. If you can't, raise your hand. Quick synopsis of what this penthouse does. We move air and water up here to keep the building cool or warm. Essentially, if you want to heat and cool a building, you either add heat to a space or you take heat out. In most traditional buildings, we take the heat out of spaces that need to be cool and we dump that heat into the atmosphere and it's gone forever. Um, at the same time, we're burning fossil fuel to generate additional heat to add to the spaces that need to be heated. At this school, we don't do that. That's a waste. We do not waste heat. Heat equals energy. So when we have one side of the building that may need cooling because it's facing the sun, we take the heat out of that space, but instead of dissipating into the, into the atmosphere, we move it around and put it into another part of the building that needs the heat. If no part of the building needs any heat, then we take that heat out and we store it in the earth so that we can go back and retrieve that heat later to heat the building with. So we have a very unique heating and air conditioning system. Then for the electricity, she's already talked about the solar panels that we use. This building is designed to be the most efficient building, probably the most efficient school that there is. Maybe even the most efficient building. We do it by redirecting heat and redirecting energy and not wasting any of okay? The equipment that we use to do that, we have air handlers to take the air out of the classrooms or out of the spaces. We either add heat to that air or we take heat out of it, then we put it back into the classroom. The unique thing about this school is a lot of schools bring in a lot of outside air. That outside air may be 90 degrees, it may be 30 degrees. So it has to be conditioned, it has to be heated, it has to be cooled, the humidity has to be taken out of it. That's a lot of energy. We don't want to bring in a lot of outside air here because we don't want to have to use that energy. So we have something called the dynamic air filters, which she talked about. That's the same kind of technology that the astronauts use when they go into space. So they can recirculate the air and clean it and put it back into the room. So the air in this school is the cleanest air you will run across. It minimizes the amount of outside air that we have to bring in and condition. Does that make sense? So we have geothermal wells that she talked about. We have solar panels that she talked about. We have the dynamic air cleaners. These are not traditional filters. They actually take particles out of the air as they pass through.
Governor Cooper, there are currently 43,000 North Carolinians employed by clean energy. Why is clean energy important for North Carolina? Clean energy not only is going to be important in helping us fight to climate change and to keep our air and water clean, but it creates good-paying jobs across North Carolina. The clean energy economy is already taking hold in our state. We're number two in the country in solar energy, and this school we're in today really sets a mark. I mean, it uses solar energy and geothermal and helps us with my executive order that I have signed to reduce greenhouse gases in North Carolina by 40% by the year 2025. So this is the kind of project that we need all across North Carolina, not only to help our planet, but to help our economy. We need to make sure that we prepare for a clean energy future. This is the way we're going to fight climate change. This is the way we're going to create a lot of jobs for our state. So it's important that as we build and as we reconstruct what we're trying to do in North Carolina, that we keep clean energy in mind. You had a question earlier. Yeah, can you talk about why that's important in, you know, that you want to see this in all the new school buildings that you're building in? Particularly when we're doing new construction, but even when we're renovating, we need to think about energy efficiency, we need to think about clean energy, and putting those together can help save money in the long run. When I talk about rebuilding North Carolina stronger and smarter, resiliency has to be a part of it, clean energy has to be a part of it, and I think we're seeing a perfect example of that here in Jones County with this magnificent new school. Would you say that the solar panels were sort of a pioneer effort example as to what you might want to see modeled going forward? Well, I think solar energy is here, and it's already taken hold across our state and across the country, and we know the efficiency and the energy that it can bring. We know that the technology with battery storage is continuing to advance. So what we want to do is significantly reduce our carbon footprint here in North Carolina and across the country to help us fight climate change, but also to grow our economy. Thanks, guys. I'm Mark Johnson, M-A-R-K Johnson. I'm the North Carolina Superintendent of Public Instruction. Why is this an exciting day for Jones County and for all of the state? What an exciting day for not just Jones County, but for the entire state. I was here two years ago to see where Jones County was with facilities, and they were further behind the rest of the state in the quality of building, how old they were, uh, and not just the technology you want for classrooms today, but also school safety issues, uh, open campus campuses that uh, anyone could walk onto. We are so far ahead today for Jones County, but the reason it's so exciting for the entire state, this is a model for the entire state, not just of new facilities and what that means for students in a community, but also the innovations and funding that got us here to this point. State and local leaders working together, state funds infusing the local uh, development to make this happen here in Jones County. I'm excited about seeing this spread throughout all of North Carolina. I heard you 
mentioned and several others the phrase, this is the best school in North Carolina. That's a very general statement, but can you reiterate that and sort of expand on that? Oh, well, we're so excited because, one, it's brand new. It's state-of-the-art. And what you can't see just in the, the pictures of the school are the new innovations that make this a model for all of North Carolina, including that it makes its own energy. Uh, it, this school could actually make enough energy to sell electricity back to the county. That's where we need to be going because it, the bottom line is it not only helps our students and our teachers, it also helps the taxpayers that are ultimately responsible for helping to fund our schools. We're actually making sure that the money that would be spent on energy is going to where it really should be, and that's in the classroom. So you're seeing that the environmental you know, aspect of this school is also helpful financially? Ab absolutely. It is absolutely helpful for the local county school because instead of having to pay high energy bills, this will actually create its own electricity. Uh, and we have seen in other schools, such as in Hope County, uh, that their energy bills are very small. And sometimes, especially in the summer, uh, when they're not in session, they might even sell electricity back to the county. And so that's something you hope would be modeled in new school buildings across the state? Absolutely. What do you think the future is for clean energy as it relates to public schools? I think it's very promising because it is not just about uh, the clean air after the end product. It's also about the bottom line for our schools. It's about the fact that uh, instead of paying for electricity or, or power or gas for heat, uh, we are actually making energy here so that money, instead of being used for bills, can go back into the classroom. Thank you all. Thank you all for being here. I'm Ashley with the Energy Wise Club. Why is clean energy so important to this school? I mean, it's very, it's better for the environment and stuff like that, so you, we aren't polluting it as much. And it helps with, like, like, money and stuff like that, so it won't cost so much for, like, electricity and stuff like that. My name is Bryce Marquis, principal of Jones Senior High School. Well, congratulations today. This is really exciting. Can you talk a little bit about how clean energy played a role in this project and why it's so important to this school? Yes, clean energy is very important um, to our new facility that houses pre-K through 12th grade. Um, the reason being is our school, um, through clean energy, produces more energy daily than it consumes. With that, um, it's a more sustainable school building, not only for our county, but for the state of North Carolina. And what would you say to other schools who are interested in getting clean energy on their campus or want to be more energy efficient? Come see us. Like, come see us. Uh, you're welcome to visit our school. I think you'll be totally impressed. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fabulous school site. It's gorgeous. It's like no other in the state. Um, I would highly recommend anybody that wants a tour to give us a call and, and we will um, help you out as much as we can. And, you know, your students obviously are really excited about this. You have the Energy Wise Club, which is so cool. Can you tell us a little bit about the Energy Wise Club and uh, why clean energy matters to your students? Yes. Uh, well, clean energy is very, very important to all of our students. Um, but the energy-wise students have a very, very high interest um, in sustainable energy and clean energy itself. Um, they were chosen um, through their interest by classroom teachers, um, and they've been researching for the last year um, clean energy, energy sustainability, um, and they've been researching how that's going to apply to our new site. 
Um, they've done a lot of the background studying of this building in order to give the tours today uh, to Governor Cooper and, and Senator Harry Brown and to continue to give tours and insight about our building uh, to the community. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. like to thank our sponsor, First Floor. First Floor is a real estate development firm focused on providing turnkey property development services for educational institutions. First Floor's team is comprised of seasoned professionals, each with 20 plus years of experience within the disciplines of banking, finance, architecture, construction, and property management. By bringing together this unique team of professionals, First Floor can help you take your project from concept all the way through property funding, design, construction, and property management. To learn more, visit firstfloor.biz. And there you have it, folks, the eighth episode of the Squeaky Clean Energy podcast, delivering the latest in clean energy right to your ears. Got questions? Shoot me an email at podcast at energync.org. And visit our website to fill out our survey so that we can learn more about what you want to see covered on Squeaky Clean. And you can become a member of NCSEA by visiting us online at energync.org. I'll see you next episode, and have a great day.